Yo, what up? I got a great show for you today. There's two segments on Johnny Football vs. RG3 with one including Madden 2016. I got an internet be fooling for y'all and I'm giving you my NFL playoff predictions for the weekend. Now let's see if I can have another perfect week of picks. Now chill out like a lemon dessert at a ball game and enjoy the show. Hope y'all ain't get your hopes up for the Powerball though. Powerball. Let's start the show. Everybody take cover. Gather all the men. Burn the battle stations. And what's that music? I'll say my pillow for a nickel. How about two cents? Okay. Oh! Funky butt loving! Did you say funky butt loving? Oh! I can't stop! Sports fans, how y'all doing out there? Hope everything is everything. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Jay Bright Show. I'm your host, Jay Tudor, and we gonna have some fun today. We gonna start this thing off right and dive right into some Johnny Football vs. RG3 news. Jam. All right, RG3 versus Johnny Football. The debate has begun on who will be the Cowboys' backup quarterback for 2016. RG3, Johnny, neither, or both? Uh, well, if you read my article a little while back on the world-famous jbrightsports.com, then you saw that I think the Cowboys should just go ahead and get both of them. Why not? Let them battle it out for who's better, and if Griffin beats out Menzel, then Johnny can be the third string. And if, I mean, Griffin probably wouldn't want to be third string, so then if that scenario were to happen where Johnny beats out Griffin, then you could probably get a low pick somewhere for Griffin for him in that scenario. But back up a scenario, if Johnny were to be the third string next year, that's kind of almost guaranteed playing time for him with these two guys at quarterback ahead of him. As good as Romo is, man, I'm, I love Romo. As good as he is, at this stage in his career, he just can't take the hits anymore. And Griffin is for sure injury prone, so I hate to say that, but he is. So having three capable quarterbacks for the Cowboys might not be a bad idea. Well, the RG3 Manziel discussion is everywhere, and CBS Sports has been on it with their coverage. Joel Corey, a former NFL agent, gave his two cents on what it would cost to bring RG3 to the boys, and I thought it was a good read. Corey discusses the potential contract Griffin would land if indeed released by FC Washington. <laughs> Griffin is owed $16 million if he stays with Washington, so the if it seems likely that he'll be cut. Corey states that it all depends on if RG3 will be looking for a starter deal or a backup deal. 
It's hard to imagine anyone paying RG3 a starter deal at this point when he hasn't played in a year, but you never know. But if he really wants to be a cowboy as reported, then he'll have to settle for a backup contract most likely, which in the NFL has recently been around five to six million dollars a year. So the big question is, Cowboy fans, how much are the Cowboys willing to pay for a backup quarterback slash backup of the future? Well, not backup of the future, quarterback of the future. The Cowboys must be serious about replacing Romo. I mean, he's on his last legs. Romo looks pretty old. And RG3 would be an excellent choice. So I'm thinking RG3 would take about a one or two year deal but he is RG3, and the going rate is five to six million right now, but it might take seven or eight to get him. Now, would you pay seven million dollars for RG3 to be the backup quarterback for the Cowboys? I would, I, I would. But on the other hand, you have Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, who while he has gotten into trouble, is a lot cheaper. He's only owed $2 million over the final two years of his rookie contract. So that's, so well, two years each. So that's about three, four, five million dollar difference that we talking about on who will be the backup quarterback. So the big question is now, is RG3 three, four, five million dollars better than Johnny Football? I think so. Griffin is proven in this league. Johnny is not. And that that's what it all comes down to. If you're going for both of them, then it makes sense. Because I say you spend five, six million on RG3, and then you just get Johnny football for two million a year. And Johnny would virtually cost us nothing. You would have to give up maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. So, uh, yes, I'd do that in a heartbeat. So while this debate of one or the other uh, is fun, I'm going to still get on the both train. I think we should get both. And that would be some fun training camp and preseason if Manziel and Griffin was to happen. That quarterback battle were to go down, that would be must-see TV. But we'll revisit this topic later in the show. We have another cowboy battle. Greg Hardy versus Jeremy Mincy, defensive line battle. Now, Mincy was all up in the headlines the other day when he was asked about Greg Hardy as a teammate last season. And Mincy had this to say, and I quote, Tension grew around Hardy as the season wore on. I hate that it happened. You talk about a team that was so close-knit and tight, and all of a sudden it was just different. I wouldn't say that he's the reason for that happening, but sometimes change... Sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? And sometimes with change, the team is different. Regardless of how great this athlete is and regardless of this and that, if they're not mentally on the same page, you're not going to get the same results. He sits right beside me, so he's welcome every day. You know what I mean? I have to deal with him, and being that you have to deal with him, I grew accustomed to a misunderstood person, and I got to know him a little better than other people did. But it was tough. It was tough. You know, you got this guy who you want to be a leader, and then you got that guy. It was just too much. Mincy said it would be hard to bring back Har- it would be hard to bring back Hardy next season. He says, I think it will be good for the younger guys, which I don't know how they feel about him personally. I mean, I haven't spoken to them or asked. But it would be me or him. You see what I'm saying? 
Like, you could have either or. It's hard to have two type of line mentality guys in one room, so it's tough to figure out who the younger guys are going to follow. Of course, they're going to look at the guy who's a prolific player, but I understand the game, and I know what it takes to win. He's peanut butter and jealous. What is there to be jealous of? They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. Haters going to hate, and ain't going to ain't. Definitely sounds like a hater to me. Mincy and Hardy are both free agents this offseason, and it sounds like to me that this is a desperate attempt to convince management to bring himself back on the team. Now, Mincy had a grand total of 19 tackles and zero sacks this season. I repeat, zero sacks and 19 total tackles. Now, while Hardy had six sacks and 35 tackles in four less games than Mincy, he only played 12. Now, I think it'd be an easy choice of who to bring back. And people can hate the guy, say he's a cancer to the locker room. But if the Cowboys were winning, his antics wouldn't be a problem, and y'all know it. Let him get a full offseason of training camp and, and preseason, and then see what he can do. I guarantee he'll be back hungrier next season on a winning team. Now, Mincy, stop being a hater. It's a bad look. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. The Mavericks play the Bulls tonight at 7 o'clock in another hard game on this ridiculous stretch of games during the schedule. The Mavs are coming in off an overtime loss to the King and Company. I was at that game. Side note, LeBron is still the best in the NBA. Don't let nobody tell you different. And then a blowout loss by the hands of the mighty Thunder. Who schedules this schedule? I was talking about this with my brother the other day. Could have literally played the Thunder at any time this season. Anytime. They're right up the street. And then they schedule them right after LeBron. I mean, somebody hates cubes. Well, that Thunder game was weird, to say the least. Charlie V tried to choke Russell Westbrook. Westbrook tried to destroy J.J. Barea twice. And Salah Mahiri got in the game. I think that's how you say his name. But all the starters rested because of the back-to-back, and it was weird stuff to watch. But they got the Bulls tonight at 7, and they try to get back on track. Jimmy Butler just dropped 53 last night, so this should be interesting. All the starters will be back, and it'll be interesting to see if Chicago decides to rest some of their players. Well, go Mavs! Well, I think it's time for a FC Dallas Quick Strike. Put your flags up in the sky. Dallas goalie news for you. Earlier this week, Jesse Gonzalez announced he would not be joining the U.S. January camp, but instead he's joining Mexico's. 
Now he has dual citizenship and the 20 year old probably made the right decision. He's not starting now, but he has a better chance of starting eventually for Mexico over the US. So he probably made the right call right there. Then yesterday, FC Dallas in the Super Draft drafted goalkeeper Ryan Herman with the 17th pick. Now Herman is 6'7". Yes, 6 foot 7 inches and started 18 games for the Washington Huskies last year and finished third in the nation with an 87.6 save percentage. Now he said this to the Dallas Morning News about coming for Gonzalez's spot next season. I will be breathing down the neck of Gonzalez from day one. It's going to be a good competition, good fight, and I'm going to be pushing for that spot. Woo! Goalie battle! Now today has just been filled with so many battles. Now we got goalie versus goalie. Alright folks, it's time for a little segment that I like to call The Internet Be Foolin'. Kevin Durant video bombing an OKC reporter before the game. Check this out. Well, one thing the Thunder learned on the road is that they have to shore up some things on defense. That begins at the three-point line, where Portland in particular took advantage. Now, she's a true professional. She ain't even stopped. If you see the video, KD is literally right behind her. The mic doesn't pick it up all the way. That's some good mics they use, but... If, if you couldn't hear it, I'm going to play it one more time. Here you go, one more time. Well, one thing the Thunder learned on the road is that they have to shore up some things on defense. That begins at the three-point line, where Portland in particular took advantage. That lady should get a raise. Now, this next one I got from SportsCenter. Now, they be fooling out there so much on SportsCenter. In this part, I was watching it at night before trying to go to sleep. And, man, this just had me rolling. I posted it on Snapchat and everything just because it was so funny. So check this out. The SportsCenter dudes fooling on the air. Some watch movies, other play video games, some sleep. Can a brother get an amen for a nap? Amen! Nap game strong. <laughs> nap game strong. Alright, so it's a little tough to hear. I record that on my phone for Snapchat. But anyways, moving on. Next up, we got, I heard this at the game first, and it's been kind of everywhere now since then, but we got Dirk Nowitzki doing his best Donald Trump impersonation. If you know the Mavericks, you know they always do these little videos where they got Dirk acting as people, or they did one with him and Parsons of Zoolander. That was pretty funny not, the, uh, not that long ago. But this one here, Dirk doing his best Donald Trump impersonation. Check this out. Please stand by for a message from the leader of Mavs Nation. This is going to be huge. I made literally billions of billions of baskets. I must go so many points and make your head spin. I know how to win an NBA title, believe me. Yes, yes, that's my real hair. 
I'm a real American, trust me. The Mavs have a very luxurious fan base. Very luxurious. Mavs fans, we need to build a wall. A wall of noise. Make some noise! I'm Dirk Nowitzki and I'll prove this message. <laughs> Dirk be fooling. I'm gonna miss that dude when he retires. All right, lastly, and I saved the best for last, one of Bill Cosby's many accusers got her case dismissed because she was lying, like many of these women probably are, but instead of going away quietly, this woman decided to take her anger to a diss track. Yes, she put out a diss song, and oh, she was fooling indeed. <laughs> Check this out. Hey, Bill, I guess you think you're pretty slick, huh? Making sure you drug us, thinking that we would forget ya. But we didn't, now everyone knows. You'll keep getting protested and booed out your shows. It's a trip. You kept on for all these years. Too bad your victims were women with voices to hear. It's not going away, it's time to face the facts. I can guarantee that you'll never make a comeback. End your game, promise you won't be missed. Cause I'm here in the studio, cutting this diss. Rap, attack, on this hard track. What was that? Was that supposed to be Fat Albert? Hey, <laughs> that was the most off-brand Fat Albert I ever heard. That was the worst diss tracks since Meek Millie came back at Drake. Ooh, shots. She just discredited all those women. All the women that ever accused Bill Cosby. I believe Bill is innocent now just because of that. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be back with more of the Jay Bright Show right after this. Hey, it's me, Jay Bright from the Jay Bright Show, and I have Correct TV. And I'm always beatboxing Jay Bright, and I have cable. Only Correct TV's NFL Sunday Ticket Live lets you watch every single game live from start to finish. With cable, you don't get every game. So on Sundays, I like to go and perform my skills. Hello, West Street Nursing Home. Are y'all ready for this beatboxing? I'm about to blow your old ears off with these skills. Turn that ruckus down. I can pick out any game I want on the eight-game mix. I'm the first to mix beatboxing and rapping at the same time. Yo, 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 check, check this, this out. out. Jump, jump man, jump man. Jump man. Jump man, jump man. These boys up to something. Kill them. Don't be like this, me. Get NFL Sunday ticket only on Correct TV. Call 1-800-CORRECT-TV. Welcome back to the Jay Bright Show. So unless you've lived under a rock, you have heard by now of the Powerball Lottery. Powerball. So people been going crazy over this thing, and finally somebody or some people won. I don't know how this works. 
I never play the lottery. But I did win $20 on FanDuel this week. Success! And people ask me, hey, what are you going to do with all that money? Well, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go buy Powerball tickets. Powerball. So this next segment was really fun to do because I got to combine Madden 2016 with research for the podcast. So uh, I was inspired. Y'all might have seen on CBS Sports, some CBS Sports article writer wrote an article where he uh, used the Madden simulation in connected franchise mode and he simulated uh, RG3 on the Cowboys one season and then he had Johnny Football on the Cowboys in another season. And just to see how that played out, um, if the Cowboys had the same team as last year, how many wins they would get and all that good stuff. So I thought to myself, hey, I play enough franchise mode. This could be fun. And what what was weird was when he did his, uh, he did one season for each. and uh, But he actually watched each game. So that's probably why he only did one season for each. But I simmed the whole season. And I thought to myself, hey, with every experiment, the more times you do it, the more accurate you're going to be. So I did five seasons each. And I calculated the averages and uh, just to see who would be the better quarterback for the Cowboys. Now, before I go into the averages, um, the settings I use for all you Madden franchisers out there, I turned trading off so the Cowboys wouldn't make any trades. I turned off um, injuries. I turned off all injuries so we'd have a level playing field. And then I turned on auto progress players because uh if you know each week the madden you can you get points you earn points for how well your player plays and then you can put those points and progress the player and make them better so i turned that on auto so jason garrett could do what he wanted and speaking of jason garrett i did not touch any coaching sliders so i kept everything to the madden defaults and this is what happened all right rg3 i won't uh, i'll go a couple seasons um in the first season he we did make the playoffs at eight and eight and but we lost to arizona in the first round in wild card 48 to 45 rg3 had himself a game though he had six touchdowns only two picks in that game so it wasn't his fault and uh he also made the playoffs one more time in the third or fourth season um and he ended up Losing in the first round to the Eagles. And they won the division at 11-5 and five that year. And so they had the home field advantage. But, uh, yeah. So he made the playoffs in five seasons he, that I simulated. Um, and, I, and I go back, not five seasons in the future, but each one as its own season from, like, this year. So in those five seasons, he made the playoffs twice. And uh, the averages... For all five seasons, I got it right here. He had a passer rating average of 89.84. Not bad. Uh, yards, 4,105. That was his passing yard average. Touchdowns, he had 30.8. So we can go ahead and round that up to 31. And interceptions, 18.6. That's kind of high. But he, so round that up, that's 19 interceptions. So 89.84 passer rating, 4,105 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 19 picks is what Madden would expect RG3 to do if given the same exact Cowboy team and if he did not get injured. 
So that wasn't bad. I was a little happy when I saw that. And then I saw Johnny football. Now, Johnny started out great. I thought he was going to blow RG3 out of the water because if you uh, are up to date on Madden's ratings, they do have Johnny football slightly ahead of RG3 in the rating category. So uh, in Johnny's first season, he had 110.4 passer rating, 4,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, and 13 picks. I was like, man, 36 to 13 touchdown interception ratio. That was great. But he didn't keep it up. Oh, and he made the playoffs that year. But just like RG3, lost in the first round uh, to the Eagles. And actually, the Cowboys had won the division at 8-8 eight and eight and had a home field advantage and still couldn't win. And I was like, all right, Johnny going to lead him back another year. But he did not. Every time I did the season, the Cowboys got worse and worse in the record column. And Jason Garrett was fired a couple times. It was bad. So I got Johnny's averages right here. In five seasons, Johnny's average is 92.6. His passer rating average 92.6. So it's about three points, three, two points higher than uh, RG3s. And then in yards, he had 3,885. So it's about 300 less than RG3 there. Touchdowns, 29. And interceptions, 20.4. So we can go ahead and say about 20. So passer rating, 92.6. Yards, 3,885. Touchdowns, 29 to 20 picks. So very similar to RG3s. Very similar. But I still think I give the slight edge to RG3 because it seemed like he took a little bit more chances, had more yards, had a couple more touchdowns, and just one less pick. So I think I would take that. And uh, so the Madden simulation was was kind of spot on because that's what I think in real life too. I think RG3 is just slightly better than Johnny Football. He could get back to his great level, but as of right now in my head, from what I've seen, I think RG3 is slightly better than Johnny Football and would fare just a little bit better as the Cowboys quarterback. All right, that was fun. I really enjoyed doing that segment, and I think I may bring back franchise and averages to another segment one of these days. That was really fun. All right, I got one more segment for y'all, so hang tight. One more segment. Oh, yes. It's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week, Games to Watch This Weekend. For this week's games to watch this weekend, I'm only watching a couple sets of games, and that's the NFL playoffs. Now, on Saturday uh, at 3.35, you've got the Chiefs versus the Patriots. And if you guys are hip and you are on or subscribed to jbrightsports.com, that's my blog site, jbrightsports.com, then you will know in the wild card round, I was 4-0. I picked all the underdogs and I was right. So let's make this another week of perfect picks. So in that Chiefs-Patriots game, I got the Patriots coming out with the victory. Tom Brady's going to, and, and Gronkowski has had some concerns. He hadn't practiced that much, but Tom Brady and Gronk don't need to practice. Tom Brady, the greatness is going to come out and put on a show. The Chiefs are a little banged up, so that's why I'm picking the Patriots in this one. Now, I will be rooting for the Chiefs. I will not hold back on that. Yes, I will be rooting for the Chiefs to beat the Patriots, but I think the Patriots are going to get that W. Then later that night, uh, the Packers versus 
versus the Cardinals at 7:15, and I am also gonna take the the overdog, or is that what you call it? the <laughs> the expected winner, the Cardinals over the Packers? Uh, I just think that the Packers just aren't the same Packers this year. They squeaked out in the first round. They played a terrible Washington team, and the Cardinals are just ready. And I think that Carson Palmer will get his first playoff win ever. Yes, Carson Palmer has never been the starting quarterback of a playoff team. I was as shocked as you when I saw that stat. Crazy, crazy. So I think Arizona wins that one. Even though they're without the Honey Badger in the secondary, I don't think they'll need him because the Packers just can't run the ball. They're, they're going to put too much pressure on Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be bad. Arizona wins that one. And then uh, Sunday, I've got the game of the week. The Panthers versus the Seahawks. I really wanted to see this in an NFC championship, but since the Seahawks had such a slow start to the season, they were not able to get a higher seed in the playoffs. So they have to play the Panthers now in the divisional round at 12.05. And I got the Panthers winning this one. Now, this one could really go either way. Marshawn Lynch is returning for the Seahawks, but... I am just so hopeful for Cam. I really want them to win the Super Bowl this year. I really want Cam to dab on the haters. And so I think that the Panthers will come out with this one. And another overdog pick. I love that word now. I'm saying overdog for everything. All right. And then later that day at 3.40 in primetime, you've got the Steelers versus the Broncos. And I'm going with the overdog in this one, too. Broncos take out the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger does not seem right. He came in that game late, had that heroic comeback uh, drive, but he did not look right on that drive. I don't know how uh, injured he still is, but I am taking rejuvenated Peyton Manning and that Broncos defense over the Steelers. And so review the picks real quick. I got Patriots, Cardinals, Panthers, and Broncos. No shockers there. And those are my picks for the week. Let's see if I can go 8-0 in these playoffs. All right, well, that's my time. Thank you for stopping by and listening to the Jay Bright Show. I will be back soon. I will target for next week. And so we can do some more picks and see if I'm right with these NFL playoff predictions. All right, you guys been great. You've been a great audience. Uh, that's my time. Jay to the Bright, signing out. Yeah! The time has come for me to go. I've had so much fun entertaining y'all. Till the next time or maybe the next show. I'll see you when I see you. I holla. Tell your friends about me.